So I had a point to prove, not to people, but to me, because I knew I was placed on this planet for a reason. And I knew my parents did not immigrate from Haiti to come over here, not knowing the language. And they made something of themselves. And me, I know the language. I was born here just to let one person tell me I couldn't do something and that to stop me. Absolutely not. Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, healthcare, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Alta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash podless. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. One thing I've harped on a lot, if you know me, throughout this time doing the show is I enjoy being a mentor. I bring on another one of my mentees this week, and that is the one and only Miss Carmel Victor. Carmel is a lifestyle host and associate producer at Studio. 701 out in minutes north dakota now prior to that we met on facebook as she indicated she was looking for mentorship and one thing i always do is have a conversation make sure it's a good look um we realized that you know we have a lot in common including just people who love the business but also being parents and trying to find that balance so I'm excited to welcome her on here this week. You'll listen to her journey and listen how she was able to bounce back from losing a couple of jobs and how she did not allow that to stop her. She kept on pressing on. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is my conversation with Miss Carmel Victor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the line today, I have one of my mentees that I'm super proud of. She is a lifestyle host and associate producer, and she's also done so much, including do news, and that is the one and only Miss Carmel Victor. How you doing, Miss Victor? Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) All that for little old me. Appreciate it. Oh, cut it out, little old you. (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for having me i am excited oh me too i'm you know i'm excited to you know for the world to get to know you you know um it's fun like we met each other through one of the group chats or social media yeah facebook (laughs) group yep yeah that's what it was yep facebook and you know we've been connected and you know what's that been almost two and a half years now yeah, I cannot believe it's been that long, honestly. Yeah, time flies, especially last does. year. Yeah, last year was oh, just like a throwaway. <laughs> absolutely. Because of last year, like my counter is off. Like I don't even like sometimes I don't remember my own age. I'm like, hold on. 
it's 2021 <laughs> now. Okay, I had to, yeah, I had to backtrack, and I'm like, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah trust me, I understand. So, um, let's let's talk before we get into how you know what you've done. Let me ask you, how are you doing? You know, we all know last year was challenging. So, how have you been coming along? Honestly, I've been so blessed. I literally cannot complain about anything anything at all. Like my family's healthy. I'm healthy. I'm just, I'm just honestly, I'm in such a good place. I feel like my thirties are my best years, even though I haven't, you know, lived that long, but I feel like this year, like entering my thirties has been the best. Like in your twenties, you're still figuring things out. You're broke. And like, when you become like in your thirties, that's when you kind of got you kind of understand life a little bit more. You got a little bit of money in your pocket and you, you've lived. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad. So let's, uh, let's start talking about your career. Um, you know, you went to Barry university. What led you there? I did go to Barry university. Okay. So funny story. I have an older sister. We are a year and a half apart. So my mom basically treated us like twins. Everything my sister did, I did. So when my sister went to prom, I went to prom. When my sister went to school, I went to school. So my sister obviously graduated high school before me. She got accepted into Bayer University. So, of course, my parents are like, well, you know, why don't we just have two kids at the same school? So I really didn't have a choice. So that's where I ended up. But I'm happy that I ended up there because I met some great friends and I actually met my better half there. Oh, so. wow. That's amazing. So did you, um, growing up with your sister and seeing as, you know, you were the younger one, you had to follow her footsteps. Did you ever try to influence her? Say, hey, can you do this? Because I'm going to have to follow you anyway. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, like, I was always known as my sister's little sister. However, I was... I was bossy. So she let me <laughs> boss her around. So I always refer to her as my big little sister. Okay. Because I, a lot of people think I was older than her anyway. Like a few years ago, because she got braces twice, like once like in her early 20s. And then she got it like a few years ago. And her orthodontist was like, hey, you get your braces off today or you can wait a few weeks. However, your teeth aren't going to change. They're perfect now. So we could take off the braces now if you want. She's like, oh, wait a minute. I need to call my sister. And they're like, are you serious? And she literally called me. And I'm like, girl, if you don't get those doggone braces off. So she got her braces off. Hey, that's awesome. You know that y'all have a tight bond, though, nonetheless. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't trade her for the world. Yeah. So going to Barry, did you know that you wanted to be in journalism and communications? Absolutely. Honestly, I did um, ever since. So what happened was my father, he would do like home movies. I was born in the 90s. So we we had like um, the old fashioned VHS camcorder things. Yes. Oh, they so called the video come, cameras. Precisely. Yeah. So he would he would get up to the TV so I could see myself. And I'm like, oh, daddy, make two of me, make two of me. And I fell in love with the, the t- television ever since. And then like growing up, I used to always get in trouble for talking too much. They would switch my seats and I would find people to talk to anyway. So they're just like, yo, you talk too much. And they would tell my parents every time, yeah, Carmel needs improvement on talking less in class. So it was quite funny. And I remember in fifth grade, my teacher was like, Carmel, 
I understand you like to talk. I think you might have a career in journalism. I'm like, journalism? She was like, yeah, I think you should be a reporter. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it just stuck. But I would say this. I always watch the news with my dad. I was always like that kid that would watch Dateline 2020, Unsolved Mysteries. I loved stuff like that. So if I didn't do journalism, I think I would have gone into, I don't know, like not really like investigating. Um, I would probably be like a detective, not like a police officer, because I want to like dive deep and figure out stuff. Oh, wow. So that's why we get along. Um, I'm assuming that you must have been told you never met a stranger as well. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like I just have like a, I don't know, personality. But sometimes I just have to be in the mood because sometimes I'm, I don't know. It just depends on the day. Who knows? Yeah, that's, uh, that will happen with me. So I wasn't like, I was one that my first grade teacher told my mom the same thing that like, no matter where I put him at, he's always talking. And I was shy at like around a lot of people. But if you put me with like people my age and stuff, mm. oh, I was talking. <laughs> So was there uh, any particular people that you looked up to while you were growing up before you went to college since you knew you, this was something you wanted to do going into college? Absolutely. Barbara Walters. I loved her. Um, Oprah, of course. Those were the main two that I really liked a lot. Peter Jennings was a good one as well. Okay. So... When you went to Barry, you have any like fun memories as far as like their communications program? You know what's so funny about Barry? So a lot of our professors were like, um, they were in the field. So we got lots of like firsthand experience. And um, one of our professors, she was just like, make sure you don't want to be in this just to be on TV because uh, the pay is not great and you could lose your life. And she would just ingrain that in us. Like, Oh, if you just want to be on TV, this is not the career for you. Um, and yeah, and a lot of, cause it was in Miami shore. So a lot of like the anchors from like the local station would also be our professors as well. So it was really cool to have people that were actually in the field who won Emmys teach us. So that was really nice. Yeah, my wife went there for her first year of college. And she no said, way. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, you know, just uh, her. She always talks about her experience there and just being in Miami. Imagine coming from Baltimore, going to Miami for college. You know what's so crazy? We had a lot of people from the DMV area come to Barry University. Barry is super diverse because lots of people from the islands would come there, too. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. Super diverse. And then Miami is just a melting pot as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now you you graduate. Where's your first gig? And for those out there wondering, how long did it take you to land it? Wow. So my first gig did not come until four years after graduation. I will say I did not really apply like I should have because they were like okay because I graduated a semester early so I graduated in December and they're like hey don't start applying until you're ready to work so I I didn't apply until after I graduated which I would not suggest I suggest applying at at least a few months in advance because it it, it takes a while it's a process Mm -hmm. and then I never used to follow up 
Like I would just apply and leave it alone. And I didn't hear anything. It was just crickets. And so I made another reel. And um, so I was like, okay, since I didn't hear anything ba back from news, I, I kind of wanted to shift my gears and I was like dibbling and dabbling in like meteorology. So I was like, oh, maybe I, I'll be a forecaster. So I made another reel. I did that. And that's when I got um, interest in my reel for um, forecasting. So um, I got a job in West Virginia. I, I did not have experience in forecasting at all. I did not study meteorology. I did not know what I was doing. I was winging it. I literally had no idea what I was doing. So I was just excited because, ooh, my first TV gig. So I picked up, I left Florida, went to West Virginia. And then less than three months later, they're like, Carmel, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you gotta go. And I'm just like, oh, great. So, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't sad. I was just like, I was more upset that I, wasting my time I'm just like wow I literally could have just been home and I just picked up my whole life came here for no reason and it took me four years to get here so I was annoyed I went back home and I kept applying then I got like a few months later so I want to say July that's when um I got let go I started in April and like July I was back home in Florida then um I got another job um, but it was outside of the field and I just kept applying and then I got um, offered a job in Ohio and I was like, you know what, this is it. It was a reporting job. I would have a photographer and um, I would fill in to do weather if they needed me. I was still a little salty about weather because I was like, man, I don't know if I could do it, but I was just like, you know what, if the opportunity presents itself, fine. Because they're like, yeah, we'll train you. We understand that you don't have a degree in meteorology. I said, okay, fine. So I took the job and honestly, it was the best experience because I feel like if I did not go to West Virginia first, I would not have appreciated Zanesville because in Zanesville, I would, because when you get into like your first few jobs, most likely you will have to MMJ. But fortunately for me, I didn't have to in Ohio. So I was, I was very lucky and spoiled to have a photographer that would shoot and edit my stuff. All I had to do was do the interview and write my story. And then they also did train me on how to present the weather. So that was really nice too. So I had that under my belt. So what, wow, what a story. And one of the things I wanted to know was, so when you're home, how do you stand motivated? You know, you, you go to West Virginia and like you said, after three months, they say, you know, sorry, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. How do you stay motivated? And, you know, even understand you said he was a little salty about weather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with me, I am super resilient. When someone says I can't do something, I'm like, okay, watch me. So I had a point to prove not to people, but to me, because I knew I was placed on this planet for a reason. And I knew my parents did not immigrate from Haiti to come over here, not knowing the language. And they made something of themselves. And me, I know the language. I was born here just to let one person tell me I couldn't do something and that to stop me. Absolutely not. So I was just like, okay, you said no, but I'm going to show you. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, I guess it was just how I was raised. 
maybe i don't know because i know a lot of people would have been turned off and been like you know what the money is is not even great and they would have just done something else but i just i was just determined to prove to myself that i could do it i want to take a quick minute to talk about mental health as you all know we are living in unprecedented times whether it's the racial pandemic or the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, I wanna introduce you to Hope Again Counseling Services, where transformation begins. Hope Again provides help for children, adolescents, adults, family, and couples. So give them a call at 410-698-8442 or visit them on the web at yourhopeagain.com to book your appointment. If you are willing to believe you will begin to achieve and ultimately hope again counsel and services can help you receive all that is meant for you wow that right there is a word i mean <laughs> you letting people know right there i mean you know just with your whole backstory you know your your parents come in over here to provide you know and make sure that you have a great opportunity and you making them proud absolutely that is the goal for sure. Now you um, you moved to North Dakota. How's that been? It has been lovely. So I do want to continue with my journalism journey, though, because that's not it. So oh, okay, I sorry. Was... <laughs> Go ahead. So I was in um, Ohio for like a little bit, for like a year and some change, and then mm -hmm. I started my family. So I had a son. And while I was pregnant, I had preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is basically when you have high blood pressure while you're pregnant. So I was placed on bed rest. So that was it for me. I was done working. And so after I had my son, I just stayed at home. I was staying home mom. So I had, I was just, you know, being a stay at home mom. I never had a baby before. So I was just chilling with him. And this is around the time we met, right? Right on the time. Precisely. You... Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I as he was getting older, I'm like, okay, he needs to be in school and I need to get back in the game because I don't want a huge gap because mm -hmm. I was already, I, I sat out for two and a half years and then boom, I got another job offer and this is in West Virginia again. However, this is in a bigger market than the one I was at the first time. And I was like, uh, I mean, it was only three hours away from Ohio. I wasn't crazy about it. However, I wanted to prove to myself that I still got it. So I went and I thought it was my dream job. I thought I loved it, but I guess West Virginia and I have a love hate relationship. I love to work there and they hate for me to work there. So within four months again, they're like, oh, here's your pink slip. And I'm just like, dang, not again. And this time I have a child, but I didn't let that stop me. I was just like, okay, whatever, that's fine. So, I mean, I chalked it up to the game because, I mean, you win some, you lose some, I get it. And I actually went back to the, the first station that um, I was at in West Virginia. And this time it was a different news director. It was family owned. So when they heard I was looking for a job, they're like, Carmel, yeah, we would love to have you, blah, blah, blah. We're so sorry about what happened. Uh, how many ever years ago? Cause that was, I want to say 2015. And I was like, it's no big deal, whatever. So they, I came back and they let me anchor the mornings for a little while. And then I transitioned to reporting the mornings because that was, it was like a better shift for me to pick up my son and all that jazz. So I was doing that. 
and then bam, COVID happened. And my son's school just shut down immediately or indefinitely, I should say. And I was like, well, he can't not be watched. So I was a stay-at-home mom again. So I remember it was my last day was March 13th, 2020. Mm. And I was just like, dang, okay, whatever. So just like millions of other people, I had to stay home and quarantine and all that jazz. And um, after that, my family, I moved back to Ohio and I was just chilling in Ohio, just um, trying to like revamp my reel because I had some stuff from West Virginia. And then I just started shooting stuff on my phone. And um, and then I was just, you know, still in groups, actively looking at stuff and people posting different things. And one day it was like, I want to say it was a day after um, Valentine's Day. Oh, I also was applying for jobs in PR because I, I was like, man, I want a job that has good hours and very good insurance because I have a little boy and he has um, he has like uh, really bad allergies, like food allergies. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, they're just food allergies. No, my son is anaphylactic. He could literally die if you give him cow's milk. He has an EpiPen and everything. So like I have to like literally tell people, please do not give him milk. He won't drink it because he's four now. So he knows like he doesn't even fool with that, but Mm -hmm. like any, even gelatin, like he's allergic to that. And we just found that out, which is crazy. So um, I was like, yeah, I want a job with really good benefits, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm older now. I'm in my thirties. I'm like, yeah, these are the things I'm looking at. Like I'm thinking about retirement at 30, which you should be doing, but anywho, Um, so I was actually offered a really good job. It was a PIO position in Arizona. My significant other did not want to go to Arizona. So I had to turn it down. So I was mad at him. I was so angry. It was that Monday. I want to say the Monday after Valentine's day, I turned down the job. And then I was in one of the Facebook groups. And then a news director is like, Hey, I'm looking to hire a lifestyle host and some MMJs. If you are interested, let me know. DM me. And I was just like, uh, that's kind of impersonal. I like to email people because I actually, she has been um, looking to fill this position for a while. So I emailed her a million times. I tried to link with her on LinkedIn a million times or connect with her on LinkedIn, nothing. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot. So I, I DM'd her and immediately she was like, do you have time to talk today? I said, absolutely. So um, we talked on the phone. I loved her energy. And she's a mom, which she, it's just imperative to get news directors that understand your situation. Well, not even news directors, just impl- like uh, supervisors or people in positions that understand like you have a family. So um, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so we hit it off great. And then the next day she was like, hey, can you do a Zoom with uh, the host, the main host of the show? I said, Absolutely. All three of us hit it off. And I'm just like, wow. So um, she was like, yeah, you'll hear from us. And I was like, okay. So by Thursday that week, they presented me with a job offer. And it was so crazy because I had just started a job. Like I was literally one week into a job at P, like a PR job for a hospital in Ohio. And I thought that was my dream job. Mm -hmm. I absolutely did not like it at all. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, what, I did not like it. I felt like plucking out my eyelashes individually every single day. What, wait, real quick before we move on. How long was you there and what was it that you didn't like? I was literally there 
before I gave my notice, I was there for a week. I gave them a two week notice so they could replace me. So yeah. Well, that's and what I did not like about it, it was just so slow. I'm not saying that I need car crashes and accidents every day, but I just, I just found myself looking at the clock and waiting for four o'clock. It could not come fast enough. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because that's exactly how I felt five years ago when I moved, wow. when I joined the media relations team at Johns Hopkins. The first, oh my gosh, the first three weeks. And I mean, I don't care who hears this, obviously. Um, but the first three <laughs> weeks was rough. <laughs> Um, I worked with two ladies who had no personality. They were nice people. Uh, excuse, yeah. Excuse me. They were, didn't have personalities that I was used to. Okay. Um, and later on, what happened was I realized that on the other side of the room was the lively people. You know, the other two people were more into science and whatnot. So their sense of humor was uh, different. So by yeah. no means am I saying like they were weird they was just different <laughs> their sense of humor was different so um <laughs> so you know it was but i, I like i understand a hundred percent what you mean because and it was a struggle for me because it was like i had to like write tweets based on yes. medical stuff that i had no idea yes. and i'm like oh my goodness and now you know four five years later i figured out how to implement cool stuff that we could do yeah but Absolutely. uh i'm telling you if i would have had an opportunity knock on my door the same way you did i'd have followed the Moving same out. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah this opportunity literally fell in my lap so um so when she was talking to me, she was like, yeah, you know, it's associate producer and hosting. So basically you'll be a field host. So you would um, host segments outside the studio sometimes. And the main, um, the main, like, it, it's kind of like a, a bureau because like the main station is in Bismarck and I'm in Minot, but okay. in Minot's like, yeah, it's like a two hour difference. But honestly, I didn't care. I'm just like, yes, ma'am. I It's fine. She was like, yeah. You would need to produce like 10 segments and you will have to host at least five. And of those five, that could be included in the whole 10 that you have to produce. I said, yeah, that's fine. And here is the best part. I do not have to shoot. I do not have to edit. I do not have to do anything with graphics. All I have to do is find stories that I think are cool and just at, just be present and make them lively and they're like we love your personality show your personality and you know what i was so subconscious because at the last place they were like you're doing too much you move your arm your hands too much when you speak they basically did not like me right. and here i could be authentically myself my first day they're like yeah show your family and i'm just like wow and it, it was just i don't even know how to describe it but all I know is God's timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. And I would have, and I, I want to say this as well, because I feel like if I did not go to West Virginia for the second time, I would not appreciate how non-toxic, how supportive, how just the, my work environment. I wake up every day excited, can't wait to go to work. I love my coworkers. Granted, I've only been here two weeks, but 
they made it a point when I went to Bismarck last week, when I was corresponding with different people who work in the main um, station, they went out of their way to say, hey, I'm, this is me from emailing you yesterday. The GM, she's the one who was like, we're so, well, everybody was like, I'm, we're so happy you're here. The GM personally gave me a tour of the whole station. She was like, listen, I have an open door policy. Whatever you need, let me know. Before I even got here, my boss, she was like, hey, I don't know what your schedule is with your little one, but we would like you for you to come to Bismarck for a few days. Let me know what days work best for you. Never in my 31 years has a supervisor of mine taken my child into consideration for anything. I'm just like, wow, just that was enough for me. I was just like, I was just blown away. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> that's and and I mean when you look at everything you've done, all the hard work you put in, you know, I'm one who I feel like people earn their blessings. Mm. Uh, you know, mm. um, we you know, we get grace, but a lot of times people's like, Man, you know, I don't even know how I got this. And I'm like, No, God saw that you earned this, you was faithful mm-hmm. to him and you was patient because you could have even mm-hmm. crawled in your corner, not once, twice, more than mm-hmm. one, uh, that, and said, why me? Or, you know what? Yep. I give up. I'm done. But you said, OK, cool. I understand what you're doing. And it's like that. Um, It's like the um, even with Arizona, right? You mm-hmm. you wanted to go there and mm-hmm. your significant other said, no and of course you'd be mad but it's almost like that teddy bear meme where you see you want the yes. small teddy bear yes and, and it's like jesus or god said yes. no, i have a bigger one behind me mm-hmm. you know just trust yep <laughs> how, long Precisely. You, how long did you stay mad about arizona real talk okay so <laughs> <laughs> so i turned arizona down that monday Literally that same day, that's when my boss posted that. So I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot because I I wanted to dibble and dabble in lifestyle. So I was lit that whole day. And then I told Zach, and he was just like, North Dakota of all places. I said, listen, I got to go where the money resides. Nobody in Ohio is really fooling on me like that. So, Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for me to move. And literally like a few days before I moved to um, North Dakota, Somebody from Ohio was like, hey, I saw your reel. I loved it. Please apply and use me as a reference. I'm like, well, it's too late now. So, no, not even going to waste my time. Like, months have passed since I reached out to this lady. And now it's all, oh, we love your reel. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I love people who who see my potential, all, you know, from off rip instead mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. So I was just like, mm-mm. So I'm just so blessed and thankful to be here. Like every single day, they they say how happy they are for me to be here. I'm like, no, I'm happy to be here. And then like my main anchor, she's such a sweetheart. She is a great mentor as well. She never makes me feel stupid or dumb. Like at my old stations, I, I used to feel like maybe I don't have what it takes, mm-hmm. but I know I do. I literally, I lost a lot of self-confidence because of my time in West Virginia. I really did. And I was just like, maybe I literally don't have what it takes because it took me four years to finally get here. And then when I finally get presented an opportunity, so I think it got ripped from under me. Wow. Yeah. 
Now, what do you um so how's life in North Dakota? Because let's be real, I think you might be the only person of color I know from there that's <laughs> living there. You know what? You since it's still new for me, I right. I like it. The only thing I don't like is the weather. I don't like to be cold. It okay. is fixing to be it's it's spring. It's supposed to be spring, but somebody didn't tell the weather that. It is freezing. Okay, I wouldn't say freezing. Maybe I'm exaggerating. It's cold. It's <laughs> cold. It's windy. Yeah. The weather I would change. The people I will not change. Everybody here is nice. And it's so surreal. It's weird. It's so weird. I'm like, y'all are so nice. I cannot understand it. And so I made my debut um, last week. Mm -hmm. And normally, literally right after I make my on-air debut, I. I just brace myself for the trolls or the mean viewers because viewers will go out of their way to say something mean before they say something nice. Mm -hmm. So I was just waiting for a mean message. We got a message and it was the sweetest lady. She was like, I'm so happy to see new faces. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. I was taken aback. I was so humbled because I never got that before. All I got was mean stuff. Like, oh, where did you find this girl? Who was she related to type of stuff? That's the only reason why she's there. Affirmative action nonsense. But here, I, there's, I, don't, I don't think there's any trolls here. Now, how do you deal with that? Like, for people out there who may not understand how to deal with trolls, because you've dealt with it, and obviously, um, you didn't go viral for a clapback. So how, <laughs> how do you deal with that, um, you know, with viewers? Truthfully, honestly, you have to protect your peace because <laughs> of that one mean, nasty comment, it could bother you. It will really bother you to your core. And what I do, I don't even, I don't entertain none of it at all. Like when I was in West Virginia, when people would say mean things, I would laugh it off, but it would bother me. But now I don't even get none of that. But if I did, mm -hmm. I would, I would honestly probably just delete it. You cannot feed into that negative energy. Misery definitely loves company. So yeah, you can't feed into it. Protect your peace at all costs. And and that goes for friends and family too, because if if somebody is trying to drain your peace or your positivity or trying to lower your vibration, don't even feed into it. Don't. Yeah. Now, so um, you you mentioned just that first day. What's it like? You know, I know it's still fresh. It's still new. But mm -hmm. how do you get ready for a new? show going on tv you know what i mean because when they get ready for a new job cool right a lot right. of people know what that's like all right you get the you first most most cases you're going to be doing a lot of hr paperwork mm -hmm. <laughs> you know or then you're going to learn the law of the land the lay of the land mm -hmm. everything. but what is it like getting ready for a new gig on screen on camera you're about to be in front of thousands of people's homes and this is different from starting uh, mm -hmm. a YouTube show or a Facebook show mm -hmm. where you got to promote yourself. You're a TV, so the audience is already there. What's that like? How do you get yourself prepared for that? For me, I'm like a big kid. I, I'm super anxious. So the first, okay. it's like the first day of school for me. So I have my outfit planned and I wake up extra early because I'm just that type of person. When I have like a big day ahead of me, I'm just up. 
So I eat. And um, so I, with my show, we, they let me watch like a show, like from the uh, studio. So I saw how they did things and I would obviously watch at home to, you know, kind of understand. And then they were like, Hey, we're going to um, introduce you. So they told me like the the day before, like, Hey, we're going to introduce you. Do you have any pictures you want to share and think about, you know, what you want to say? So I wasn't rambling. So um, my first, my, my debut, they welcomed me. And then we actually reviewed Demi Lovato's like, uh, I guess it's a documentary. Um, so yeah, we, we were able to do that, which was really nice. And another thing that I did not get at my other station, I never got a, like a, a on air welcome to the station. I never got any of that. I was just like, Oh, here you go. It was, it was so surreal. Like the night and day of it all. Like, I don't know. It, I just feel like I was definitely here for a reason. I, every, everything definitely happens for a reason and it's never a failure. It's always a lesson. And if you're not learning a lesson from whatever situation and you have to keep on reliving the same thing over and over again, it's because you're not understanding the lesson that it's supposed to teach you. And that's what I've, that's what I've learned over these years. And, um, and you know, what's so crazy. My son loves West Virginia. He loved his time in West Virginia. And now that I look back at it, I feel like I was even semi-depressed because of my toxic work environment, feeling like I uprooted my family for no reason. Mm-hmm. But my son, I was just happy that he just had a positive experience, which was the greatest blessing of it all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, you know, you know, as parents, we learn a lot of stuff. It's about mm-hmm. them now, you know. Um, absolutely. And, and that, like for me, that's why I left uh, Bristol. Um, mm. you know, being up there for two years. So when I moved there, I wasn't married. But then six months later, my wife, we, we got married. And, um, so her and my son came up there and, you know, after a while it was cool. It was cool at first. Then, you know, after a few trips to Baltimore, I wanted to come back home and he wanted to come back home. Maybe even mm. the, it was rubbing off with me or him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so being back home, it was just, my daughter was born in Connecticut, but I oh, was wow. thinking like, she won't get a chance to be around her family all the time. Mm-hmm. So she would, you know, obviously she doesn't remember life up there, but being there, you know, it was a good experience, but coming back home is, you know, it was definitely good for us. And like you said, just being somewhere where they can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm Very definitely important. excited about your journey, Um, you know, being in uh, North Dakota and whatnot. So this is this seems like it's going to be fun. I'm glad it's already off to a great start. Oh, absolutely. And there are a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot. I'm exaggerating. There, there, there's a handful of, of, of people that look like me. Okay. And what's, what's nuts is there's a Jamaican food truck. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> there you go. Yes. So. Yeah, you could have a taste of, you know, island flavor if I wanted it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, he, I'm just very grateful. Extremely humble, ex- extremely grateful. And I mean, God works, man. Definitely. So, you know, before we get out of here, I got to ask you this question. Um, okay. When you look back over your entire career, 
And obviously you still have a lot of great times in front of you, but so far, what was your breaking through the glass moment? That moment you realized, you know, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, what was your breaking through the glass moment? I'm happy you asked that. And it's so funny because my coworkers, when they saw my, um, my debut last week, it was this, um, the one that I remember he is the meteorologist, the chief meteorologist. He's been there for years. He was like, I saw your debut. I'm like, you did? He's like, yeah, you are a natural. You are great. The camera loves you and the camera doesn't love everyone. And I was just like, thanks, Tom. That's very sweet. He was like, yeah, I love your personality. And it really touched me because I was basically reprimanded at my last station for my personality and here they love it they want to see more of it and I I am very grateful to my coworkers because um last week I shot a a story and it was about you know adopting an animal and all this other stuff and I was just I felt like I had PTSD because I didn't want to show too much personality and my camera guys like listen when you talk to me in the car I see your personality but when you were interviewing them it was just like uh you were just asking the questions and then waiting for the answer and you didn't show your personality you need to show your personality you want to see that and i i went home the next day it was um our next shoot was on monday and we did it and he was like wow something just lit up in you carmel and i was like i took your advice and all of my coworkers are just awesome and i just love the fact that they really pour into you here and that is that's what I need, especially because I just felt so not really empty, but I just, I just felt like maybe this wasn't for me, but here they, they actually like me for me, which I love. So it's just Im imperative to, I understand that people want to get a job, just any job, just to get your foot in the door, which is understandable, but you have to make sure that you're a good fit as well. Like, the way that they're interviewing you, you need to interview them as well to make sure that, yeah, you will thrive here instead of I'll just do my three years or two years and on to the next one. Wow. I'm going to start calling you the bounce back queen. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> you could call it, don't call it a comeback. You could say that. There too. you go. <laughs> 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 well, let the people know where they can find you. Um, I got to remember my my things. You know, I'm old now. Hold on. What is it? Oh, Carmel Z Reports. Yeah. You, know, the, say, you want me to read it for you? I just, I just produced the graphics. I was like, I got to read it for you, but you got it. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my, little, my little noggin isn't as sharp as it used to be, honey. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Well, Carmel, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I uh, appreciate you taking the time just to let you know, you know, I'm super, super proud of you Aww. and excited for everything that you're going to continue to do. I appreciate that, Mentor. You're the best. And I love that you you also pour into me as well. You are very supportive. So, yeah, y'all need to get a mentor like mine, but not mine, just like mine. <laughs> That's yeah. And that's the one thing I tell people. Um, it's it's something I've been blessed with great mentors. 
and I don't want to be one that's like have a gazillion mentees because yeah. I got to keep it personal. You know, I got to make sure I can have the bandwidth one to check one it's got to be a good fit but also had a bandwidth to be able to make sure i can you know i don't want to say mm-hmm. keep tabs on everybody but make sure everybody's good you know because mm-hmm. and, and, and the thing is you can learn from it's got to be a two-way street you know um we talk about balance you know we both parents in this mm-hmm. media game it's not easy at all mm-hmm. <laughs> But shout out to you for balancing because you're doing a phenomenal job. Stop it. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. My conversation with Miss Carmel Victor. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. It's always great to be able to inspire others to help them along their way because it's a two-way street because you can also learn something from them. Next week, I'm excited, uh, as always I am, but I'm excited to catch up with a good brother of mine, Jake Delmaro. Jake and I worked together at ESPN. As a matter of fact, he helped me pack up the truck when I was getting ready to move back to Baltimore. Um, But we have always stayed in touch, not just on social media, but via text. So make sure y'all tune into that as he will discuss why he left espn as well and we go through his journey in the sports world and now he's left the media business altogether to focus on personal training so you don't want to miss that one folks until the next time folks remember don't let anybody set up a ceiling that you can't break through tell your friends to check out the podcast make sure you subscribe and drop a five-star rating i'm brian h waters signing out this podcast is brought to you by B Waters Productions. You can follow B Waters Productions on all social media platforms. And the music is produced by Hypno Beats. Follow on Instagram at Hypno underscore Beats with a Z.